Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Germuga. Number one being six, Stan Cullen Ashley. <laughs> Emilio Diaz. Alright, today we've got a lot of news and a little bit of discussion of a movie. Uh, I think we just want to get right into the news, though. There's a lot of festivals that have announced something over the last week or so uh so yeah fall festivals uh, starting to kick in the full gear people announcing stuff tickets being sold movies being mm-hmm. sniped from other festivals you know you love yep. to see it yeah we'll get into the cans the the last of our can stuff the festival that has finished up uh at the end of the episode but yeah we've got a lot of stuff to get to before we get to that. Uh, first, uh, we had a uh, sort of an announcement from TIFF uh, a few weeks ago that uh, was about there being semi-virtual still, uh, and that came with ten movies uh, that were all, as we now know and could have probably guessed, from the galas and the special presentations uh, earlier this week, we got both of those lineups in full, uh, with, I believe, 11 galas and 20 special presentations. Uh, uh something... Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like a... I feel like both of those are about half of what they were pre-COVID, and there could still be a couple of each announced, uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but yeah. Yes. So yeah, uh, galas. What is? Uh, do we want to start with the opening night film, Andy? Sure. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's gonna be Dear Evan Hansen, the Stephen Chomsky. I don't know how you say his name. Uh, adaptation of the Broadway smash, bringing its star uh, uh, Ben Platt's Tony-winning performance uh, from stage to screen. Uh, this one, you know, it seems like a classic, like, TIFF opening night movie to me, sort of in that, like, it looks nobody terrible. has super high expectations <laughs> for this movie. Uh, I think it could be okay. Like, there's some, you know, I... Yeah, um, I think it could be okay is the classic TIFF opener uh, yeah. expectation. Uh, you right. know, the Magnificent Seven Outlaw sure. King... I think good. those could be okay. Yeah, I bet. I bet Darren Hansen's at least as good as Outlaw King. At least no, but Andy in the past has said that every movie that's a musical <laughs> is already better than every other movie. I mean, yeah, that's just like baseline, like math. Like if your if your characters sing songs in a movie, it's gonna be better than if they don't sing songs in the movie. No like matter how old they are, that's just science. <laughs> Yeah, people are giving him a hard time for looking too old. I think people need to lay off on that a little bit. It's just I, a little extreme. I mean, I guess it's mean, but, like, it's so true. Yeah, it looks like he's been hanging out on the beach for a little too long if you catch my drift. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I have substitute taught in high schools, and, like, you know, high schoolers can look a lot of different ways, and I think... Yeah, they can look like they're 40. There's always a uh, balding kid in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. There's always I mean, a kid that looks like true. beans from even Stevens now in high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, that's going to be the opening night movie. I'm sure there will be no controversy about that movie at all in its entire rollout. Um, yeah, I know everyone loves that musical. Yeah, right, exactly. Including me, I'm definitely sure to love that musical if I ever get to see it on stage, which I was supposed to on the tour before the pandemic uh, temporarily shut down the tour. So I have not, I've not fully experienced Dear Evan Hansen uh, in, on stage, even though I, I was supposed to have by now. But, um, you know, I, the thing about, like, Ben Platt, like, was, like, the reason that show became a sensation. So, like, and I'm always, I'm, like, I'm, sure. I'm never really going to be too mad about someone who created a role on stage getting the chance to do it in a movie. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's happening. I I would like to see that movie. I'm excited for that movie to, to be a thing. I don't have super high expectations, but I'm glad that it's getting uh, some attention. Yeah, uh, and that's going to be uh, a world premiere, of course, is the opening night film. Uh, that is one You're of the interesting... Venice wasn't killing for that one? I guess not. Uh, I mean, that is one of the things that is uh, was not present in that first uh, set of films, but that is generally uh, a notable thing about the TIFF announcement since they come before the Venice announcement is that right. they will include premiere status. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, regards Telluride, yeah. So yeah, like for example, uh, you can look at Last Night in Soho, which was uh, previously announced, and see that's a North American premiere. So that means it can't play Telluride, but it has to play Venice. Uh, and we'll talk about it a little more when we get to some Venice stuff. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, the other one that everyone's laughing about is the world premiere of Clifford the Big Red Dog, the new Walt Becker film. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean like, the dog is... Usually... I guess. I mean, yeah, it's like Smallfoot, except right. Smallfoot wasn't directed sort of by like Walt family, Becker. Family offering of yeah, and also um, uh, Smallfoot presumably was the right size uh, and the right color. <clears throat> this is uh, I think Clifford looks pretty big and pretty red this is insane yeah he should be it. he shouldn't be pretty big and pretty red he should be huge and really fucking red <laughs> I mean it's he we, he he's, starts as a puppy that's in his the film. thing he's Clifford the big red dog <laughs> he's fucking bigger and redder than your average dog certainly no and that's not enough not. He's the, he's like the size of a horse when he should be the size of a house. Yeah, he is. Yes. Big, he is bigger than a horse. He is. No. He's big enough to like. Yeah, he's. He's not bigger than. He's bigger than maybe like your ab. He's not bigger than like a Cl Clydesdale. Yeah, know? he looks he's like, like a, a pretty big horse. Yes, he is. No. He's like he as should, tall as a tree. His foot should be the size of the Empire State Building, like his leg. <laughs> what? He should, he should be... be the size of Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Not the size of uh, the little baby Godzillas from Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Yeah, sure. Um, I will <laughs> but say yeah, the... it's like TIFF is a festival that I think maybe more than most like major festivals is a festival that like people from Toronto just like actually attend. So they will just, yeah. they will have like offerings yeah. like this, like for kids and like the Irvin Hansen for family. They'll just have a bunch of different mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that's I think kind of true of New York, but the type of New Yorker that attends sure. the New York Film Festival is very different yeah, from the type of Yeah, they're trying to be there to see, like, Maudie. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, well, we've been jumping around a little bit. We've I mean, got uh, The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne, the Benedict Cumberbatch film that no one knew existed until this announcement that I guess also will be playing Telluride because it's a Canadian premiere uh, that's about him introducing the joy of cats to London. Yeah, it seems, just seems like a weird comedy. I think that's just what yeah. it is. It's I, uh, yeah. directed by the creator of BBC's Flowers. I guess Channel 4 is Flowers. I guess. I, oh, okay. CISO's yeah. flowers, I guess. It was a, yeah, CISO's flowers. Yeah. The new Barry Levinson movie yes. announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the That's Survivor. Great. Um, yeah, the which, closing. That, yeah, keep talking about that. Sorry. I mean, sure. Ben Foster is in it. It's got a pretty okay cast, I think. Um, yeah, so Barry Levinson movies always have something yeah. between a pretty okay and pretty good cast. Maybe it's in black and white based on the press still, so there's that. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, the closing night film will be uh, One Second, which is actually the Zhang Yimou film that was uh, going to be in Berlin competition, I believe in 2019, uh, and was uh, pulled out by the Chinese government at the last second. uh, And it the listed runtime is only a minute different than the uh, the runtime that Berlin had listed, which initially made people say, oh, maybe they just cut a minute. It'll still be pretty good because Berlin put it in competition. Uh, but now uh, I've also heard that it did like a lot of reshoots and may just happen to be a similar length. So... We'll see what ends up with that. The only other thing uh, maybe worth pointing out from the galas is that uh, the Melanie Laurent film had already been announced as a world premiere, or sorry, had already been announced that it would be playing the festival, uh, but is a world premiere, and it had been something that people thought, oh, maybe that could play Venice too, but uh, it can't. Uh... Yeah, uh, in special presentations, uh, just starting at the beginning alphabetically, uh, Ali and Ava, the Cleo Barnard film, is interesting to me in this section, just because that's a movie that premiered in Director's Fortnight at Cannes, uh, that I don't know that I heard a single thing about, even, I, I guess, the last two Cleo Barnard movies have just kind of, uh, turned people off of her, uh, even though The Arbor was, is a movie that I maybe don't love, but I think is really interesting, uh, 
but yeah, I don't know, uh, it's here in special presentations, uh, and there's, you know, some of the big can stuff, uh, you know, you'd expect more, but more of it could pop up in other sections, uh, you've got Bergman Island, uh, Drive My Car, and there's a couple others, uh, right, uh, Paris 13th world. District, Worst Person in the World, Three Floors, uh, yeah, so it's like, oh, and, a uh, Story of My Wife, uh, so that's six, that's not bad, those are all, we're all in competition, uh, but there's some big ones, I mean, like, you don't have the, the Palme d'Or winner, which we'll talk about, uh, Titan, uh, sorry to spoil it for anyone who wasn't paying attention, uh, but yeah, that, like, that, I mean, you wouldn't, ex you certainly wouldn't expect the Palme d'Or winner to be in Midnight Madness, but you would expect a Julia Ducarneau movie to be in Midnight Madness, so that's possible, uh, Memoria, again, like, you would think that the movie with Tilda Swinton that won a prize at Cannes would be in a, you know, special presentations or something, but, like, especially without Masters existing, it certainly isn't out of line to put uh, a Peter Pongers ethical film in wavelengths. Uh, so we'll see. There might be some more can stuff yeah. popping up. I mean, you mentioned uh, the two neon movies, so maybe neon's doing something. Who knows? Maybe. And, like, there's only one Berlin movie, which is uh, Petit Maman, the uh, Celine Sciamma, which had already been uh, uh, mentioned. That's a Canadian premiere, so another Telluride movie. Well, they also uh, get um, I'm Your Man. That played Berlin. Oh, yeah, that did. That's right. The, uh, Maria Schrader. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, but yeah, like, that, that even more so, like, you'd expect those films in, like, contemporary world cinema, or, like, I feel like one of the big movies that people kind of want to see from that fest, or at least the one that I most want to see from that festival is, uh, um... Uh, what the Alexander Kobaridze film, uh, What Do We See When We Look at the Sky, which that's like classic wavelength stuff, even though it was in competition at Berlin. Uh, but yeah, then like also we've got, uh, well, this is there's nothing new about that they're showing Benediction and that it's a world premiere, uh, but that <laughs> was also announced as part of the competition for, uh, the San Sebastian Film Festival, which has a few... They didn't announce the full competition lineup. Uh, they, they That happens after Toronto. Uh, they also are going to have uh, the Laurent Contet film, uh, who won the Palme d'Or in 2008, uh, but has kind of fallen out of fashion. Uh... I think the Lucille Hadzalilovic film is going to be there, which probably will premiere somewhere in TIFF as well. Uh, this is her first English language film, I think. She's done a couple of French films, two or three. I saw the most recent film, which was like a very strange, low-key genre movie. Uh, Evolution is that movie. Uh... Yeah, what else is sticking out? 
to people. Yeah, I mean, the, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, right. Is yeah. The world premiere there, which I'm pretty excited for. I think no. that movie looks like a blast. <laughs> I think it looks um, so bad. I haven't seen the trailer, but I mean, it looks. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I am... use my words, but it looks like way. Yeah, too... I mean, I'm somewhat amenable to uh, Michael Showalter, but that doesn't, from what I am aware of that role, Andrew Garfield doesn't seem like the right casting. No, a hundred percent. Be fun though. A hundred percent is great casting for the only person here who's seen mainstream him playing like an evangelical or televangelist, you know, sure. uh, is like easy. Yeah, money. but um, don't, sure. But like, don't most people think that he's like offensive in mainstream? Um, I don't know if I've heard that really, but I think it's a pretty, like that movie I think is oversold in it. We haven't really talked about mainstream at all on this podcast yeah. other than like anticipation, but that movie is like not as like intense or like high energy is like what it, the trailer or like people's descriptions are selling. Like I could see it being annoying to someone and it like just annoying you. But it right, is, like... I mean, I've I I have uh, <laughs> maybe said this before. I haven't seen the film, but I have heard that it follows. It, it has. He seems to have similar. The the performance has similar issues in terms of him playing a gay person as a lot of people had with his performance in uh, Angels in America. Oh, he's not playing a gay person uh, in it, though. He's not? No. That's weird. I don't know why yeah. I heard that comparison um, then. He, um, but he, uh, that, like, I mean, we don't really need to spend this much time on mainstream, but, like, Palo Alto is <laughs> very low-key, sure. and I think uh, mainstream is also, like, similarly low-key uh, with, like, more energy, mm-hmm. obviously. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if we well, said it. I'm anyway, very excited I for I don't know. Maybe... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just excited for Benediction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I like Davies fairly well. Uh, but yeah, I just... Maybe yeah, I, I will I... eat my words about Garfield in that movie. I just yeah. think he is frequently very good, but also frequently very bad. Uh... I mean, the trailer also very much sold him as a supporting... Player. Like, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Something is always smelled a little off about that movie to me, but I don't know why. Maybe it's good. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's that much. There's like official yeah. competition, whatever that movie. Yeah. Is. Right. Uh, that's right. the Penelope Cruz, Antonio yeah. Banderas film, uh, co-directed by. Mariano Cohn and Gaston Duprat, who I don't really know, uh, but that's yeah. one that I've been hearing for a long time is gonna be uh, at Venice uh, in the official competition, uh, and that is sure it, yeah. to the extent it could, you know it could end up being out of competition, but it will be at Venice because it's a North American premiere, right? Uh, and it's got a fun press still. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's the one it. that's, yeah, I mean, the one that's, like, a little weird is, uh, Violet, the Justine Bateman movie, which was part of the South by Southwest lineup that got canceled right. in 2020, 
which like it's already oh, wow. and and then like they played it this year in like a section of movies from uh that right. year's lineup that hadn't gotten any kind of release yet and like yeah, it's already yeah, it's, like, already weird for a South by Southwest movie to do. Not weird, but, like, unusual, I guess, yeah, for right. a like South by Southwest festival. movie to then play, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, even stranger that it's one in that particular it's situation. Yeah, years. like, they, they're, why, why not just... Why didn't they show it last year? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah. And we got uh, picked up by Relativity? They're still a thing? What? what is this? Okay, so maybe this movie is like some kind of tax shelter. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, if we're done with, uh, with, uh, sorry, if we're done with TIFF, then we've got a couple of very exciting opening films to announce. Uh, and the first of those is, uh, that Macbeth will be opening, or the tragedy of Macbeth, will be opening the New York Film Festival uh, at the end of September. Uh, of course, the Jill Cohen film starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. I feel like we've talked, we talked about it a lot on like our uh, year preview episode. Uh, I think we gave it some sort of award uh, in our... We flirted with giving it screenplay, I think, and then we maybe ended up on <laughs> one of the main films. I think we might have just given it der- uh, Grand Prix, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. I think we're all interested in this film. I It is yeah. certainly my... It is one of my two most anticipated movies that is not yet premiered. Uh, yeah, we gave along it Along with the Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, okay, great. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like, there's not a lot to say except that, like, uh, it's very exciting. The press release is, like, lines up with what people been he- have been hearing about, like, it's got this, like, German expressionist-y shot-on-soundstages shot on thing. Uh, it's in black and white. There's a still out that when I, like, glance at the still... I guess just because it's in black and white and has a man and a woman in it, I'm like, oh, that's a still from uh, Malcolm and Marie. Uh, but it's not. Uh, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I just... If you go back uh, several months, you can hear uh, that I did uh, predictions on what would be in the main slate. I I predicted the whole main slate. I think I had something like 35 movies. I'm not going to do that again, because that would be very silly, but I am going to very quickly basically just run through some updates on that list. Uh, Things that, uh, that I would take off now, and then things that I would add now. Uh... So the two most obvious things to take off, uh, they're not going to have a net, and they're not going to have the card counter, because uh, those two films now will be released before the festival starts, and that is coming out uh, August 6th in theaters, and on Prime August 20th, and uh, the card counter is coming out November, uh, not, September 10th. Uh, will probably be premiering in Venice. Uh, and then, yeah, some other stuff that's just, like, 
either I have specifically heard that it is not coming out this year or just it doesn't have any sort of premiere announced so like uh, uh, it would probably have to premiere somewhere first, because this isn't a premiere festival. Uh, Claire Denis, I've heard slightly uh, conflicting things, but it sounds like she is just going to work on the edit until next year, and then it'll show up where it shows up. Uh, the Alain Girardi film is just like, it, it seems like it might just kind of get like squeezed out of finding a place to premiere this year like it didn't show up it uh can despite the fact that like i'd imagine directors Fortnite would have been happy to have it i would imagine the hope was that it would get into venice competition but like there's a lot of french films left and i don't think they're gonna have more than like a few i'll talk about what some of those options are when we get to Venice. So that's just, like, if it premieres, I'd imagine that New York Film Festival would still take it, but, like, it's not gonna be a New York Film Festival premiere because that would be very strange for it to just premiere in the main slate. Uh, we did get the first of the Joanna Hogg films, uh, The Souvenir Part 2, unless that very quickly gets a release date, which seems unlikely. I'd imagine they'll have that. But she does have a second film shot, also starring Tilda Swinton, that's like a quarantine uh, horror kind of movie. But uh, Tilda Swinton did some did like an interview where she suggested that it wasn't going to be out until next year. Uh, the Lucretia Martel documentary, Chocobar... I expected to be in the Locarno lineup because uh, it uh, won an award from them. Like, the, last year they, like, gave their award to a movie that was either, like, in production or had paused production due to COVID or wasn't able to start their production due to COVID, and that won that award. Uh, I guess it's possible that it could still be at Venice, but I do wonder if it just, like, isn't done. Uh, you know, Zama just, like, took forever, and that was partially due to health issues that she was having, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's the Santiago Mitre film, which I kind of went out on a limb and was like, they haven't put him in the main slate for a while, but maybe he'll be back, but that film is just, like, I haven't heard anything about it. It didn't show up at Cannes, didn't show up at Locarno, not in any of the Venice rumors I'm hearing, though, like, it could just be in Horizons without anyone really talking about it. Uh, but, like, the fact that it isn't being buzzed about makes it a little bit less likely that it's, like, a major film from here, uh, from him. Uh... I predicted the Lila Neugebauer film, which has had some reshoots, though it's unclear how, uh... How, how tied to Scott Rudin those reshoots Yes, are. exactly. Uh, and so there was thought that maybe it would be, like, it is listed as 2022 on IMDb now, uh, but, like... 
you know, anyone could have done that. Uh, but then the other thing, and, like, the same thing with the, uh, the Stephen Karam film, which, uh, The Humans, which is the other kind of, uh, debut from a New York theater person that, like, makes sense as, uh, and is an A24 movie. <laughs> yeah, and is an A24 movie. Uh, both of those are just, like, I wouldn't... They could get a gala spot, uh, but, like, I wouldn't really expect that So from a debut film taker. So it's just, like, if they show up on the Telluride lineup, then, like, sure, they'll probably also... that It would make sense that New York would also want to have them, but just, like... I think it is not entirely impossible that one of those films, and, like, if this happens, that it would be one of those two films, uh, just premieres as part of the main slate, but the last time that that happened was 2015 with Bridge of Spies, and that was, like, very strange. It was, like, everyone was just like, oh, I guess it just won't do festivals, and then all of a sudden it got announced as part of the main slate, and people were like, what? sure uh but yeah like with stuff kind of changing midstream with like tiff maybe and uh studios especially like a24 didn't send anything there it's possible that just like something weird like that happens uh the park chan wook film oh go ahead yeah and the other like people were looking at the uh I think I saw someone posted recently that like the two A twenty four movies got rated by the MPAA, and one of them was The Humans, the other one was Come On, Come on, come on. on. Yes, that's right. Red, Right, and Water wasn't included in that, so it that's seems true. Like maybe maybe those two are like their festival yes. festival plays in addition yeah. to the stuff that mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Park Chan Wook film, uh, which was like seemed like it was maybe in the conversation of like maybe he'll get it finished. Uh, for Cannes this year. It sounds like he's just gonna wait for Cannes next year. Uh, the Abderrahame Sisako film is just, like, it seemed like it was done, but then, like, fell out of Cannes rumors once those started getting serious, and just, like, at this point, I don't know if he ever shot it. Uh, and then the Helena Whitman film is another one that was, uh, she's, like, a, a relatively new filmmaker. I think she had, uh, like, maybe a mid-length feature in Projections, which is essentially what became Currents. Uh, but, like, she seemed like someone who could be upgraded to the main slate. Like, uh, uh, Angeliki Papuli is, uh, in this film, and I think maybe one or two other somewhat notable international actors. But that's another one that just, like, hasn't popped up anywhere. And another one that, like, would make sense for, like, Horizons at, uh, Venice, but, like, that I more would have expected to be at Locarno, because it was also in that lineup of, uh, movies that were competing to win this prize for movies that had their production impacted by COVID, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, a few that I'm just, like, people didn't seem to like it can and are kind of in question about that i would say like people really it can 
didn't like Deflation, the Deflation film, the Philip Routh adaptation, and the Bruno Dumont film, uh, with Lea Seydoux, but, like, those, A, those are filmmakers that basically the festival has stood by, I mean, a part of that might have, with Deflation could have had to do with Kent Jones, who he's collaborated with uh, and is no longer at the festival. Uh, he, but he was still there when they programmed Oh Mercy, which is his most recent film that uh, was in competition at Cannes and got, like, totally panned. But, like, the few people who do seem to like that are, like, the type of people that program New York Film Festival and like same with the Demont. So I'd imagine that those both still make it in. But then the two that I'd more question are uh the story of my wife, which is two both of these are at uh Toronto. Story of my wife and uh Trey Piani, the Enyeti and the Nani Moretti films. because uh, the I mean the Moretti is just like they programmed his movies in the past, but, like, truly everyone just agrees that this movie is an absolute turd, so that seems like I'd lean towards uh, them not programming. And then the Inyeti does have Defenders, uh, so that I would not be surprised if it still showed up, but it's definitely not... I mean, like, it's divisive in a maybe somewhat similar way to uh, her last film on Body and Soul, which they didn't program. Uh, but it's like, it's a different team now. Uh, and it's got uh, got a higher profile cast, at least. Uh, stuff that I just played can that I didn't have as much on my radar. I'm going to try and go through this really quickly. Uh, Julia Ducar now won the Palme d'Or. She'll be in. Uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, I just was unclear at the time whether uh, Drive My Car was this year or not. It is. Uh, Joaquin Trier, everyone seems to love that movie, except for uh, I was listening to the Film Comment podcast uh, earlier today where Miriam Bale uh, was the only one who had seen it, and she was like, oh yeah, that movie is like a shitty TV show, I don't understand why anyone likes it, but everyone else likes it, uh, so I assume it'll be there. Uh, the Sean Baker film, that went over pretty well, I'd imagine. Wes Anderson, I think I was just worried that it would be released in, like, August or September, but, uh, they have officially announced even before, uh, Tragedy of Macbeth that that will be at the festival, uh, and then, like, maybe ODR, but I think they still kind of seem out on him. Uh, or maybe the Juho Kosmanin film from Competition, uh, Compartment Number 6, which tied for the Jury Prime. Grand, Grand Prime. Yeah. Grand Prime. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, and then, like, uh, Koganada I had listed as kind of a question mark, uh, but that movie is now out and has done pretty well, so I am somewhat more confident that they'll show it. Uh, a couple of movies from lesser-known filmmakers that seem to have gone over pretty well in, uh, Uncertain Regard, uh, Anoda, 
the Arthur Harari film, which opened the program, uh, the Sebastian Meise film that, uh, um, Franz Rogowski's in, and then, uh, Kira Kovalenko, uh, who is, uh, Boagov's partner, uh, her movie won, on certain regard. Uh, I wasn't aware, I guess we, we talked about when we were talking about Philippe Garel that Louis Garel was working on another film, uh, that was of a piece with his last film, uh, that did premiere at Cannes, I think in, like, their section about the environment that they added this year, uh, and I'm not aware of people really having seen it, but... They programmed his last movie, which not a ton of people saw. Uh, there's a second Hong movie, which I probably said was a possibility. Uh, they'll probably show both of them. Uh, and then Miguel Gomes co-directed a film with uh, Maureen Fazendero called The Tsugua Diaries. Uh, that sounds really interesting. He's a major filmmaker. I'd imagine they'll show it. And then the only other thing is that... Uh, I correctly predicted that one of the three gala uh, slots would go to The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, though I think I was imagining at that time that it would premiere at Venice, and it will in fact be a world premiere. Uh, the other two at the time, I predicted uh, Soggy Bottom and Come On, Come On, the Paul Thomas Anderson and the Mike Mills. I, those still seem like the two most likely, uh, but... It's like word that the, the PTA is... Yeah, the PTA especially, it's like, it's like just, it. yeah, it's like, it sounds like if it's done, it'll be one of them, and I seems like it'll probably be done. And then, like, Mike Mills, as I said, like, 20th Century Women was the centerpiece slot, I think, uh, that makes sense. Uh, one thing is that it would be weird for all three of the movies to be world premieres, but it's a kind of world premiere. And, like, also, Mike Mills could, uh, premiere, uh, his movie at Telluride. Uh, I don't think he's played there before. Uh, but, like, some other options, like, if it isn't a uh, premiere, Can I, can it could I ask be... you a question real quick? I, I, can sure. I, like you're gonna there's a list here of things that other things that you think might play it but do you not mm -hmm. think that the An the Wes Anderson movie could be one of those two slots maybe but I feel like they would have just said it when they said it was gonna play uh, maybe it's like a backup if like they can't get other stuff but <laughs> it would certainly make sense, like, it would be similar to, like, when Wonderstruck, after premiering at Cannes, uh, was a gala. Uh, yeah, I would say it's possible, but, I don't know, it just seems weird that they would have not announced that about it. Uh, and then, yeah, other options I have, uh, like the Jane Campion or Andrew Dominic films, uh, both seem like they'll be at Venice. Those are both Netflixes who they seem to have a good relationship with. So, like, a non-premiere, one of those would make sense. And there were no uh, Netflixes at TIFF so far, right? That's, so. uh, no. Uh, I think that Ted Melfi is Netflix. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's And right. the that's Antoine right. Fuqua is Netflix. Right. 
but none of their like their big big awards movies that's very interesting yeah. Yes, that is. I agree. Very interesting. You don't and think, then, like uh, maybe the Ted Melfi will have a Saint Vincent style run to the Oscars again, or head figures. I mean... even. Who knows? Uh, anyway, <laughs> another movie that will probably be at Venice, uh, the Pablo Larraín film, uh, Spencer, Spencer with uh, Kristen Stewart. Uh, though they have. They seem to have been kind of up and down with Lorraine. Uh, they didn't program Emma. I think they programmed Jackie, but it was kind of at the last second, and I don't think they had Naruta that year. Uh, and then, like, seems stuff, very, like... That movie seems very Venice to me, I'll say. Oh, yeah, it'll be at Venice, certainly. Uh, I'm just saying, if it is something that is not a premiere... Which would be more normal. Uh, That is an option. Uh, The Guillermo del Toro, I have heard, uh, will not be at Venice. So if it's going to do a festival, it would probably be one of these galas. But I think it's coming out like late December. So it might just not. And then the other maybe wild card, though. Again, like both of these movies might just not do festivals. Or, like, one of these two movies could be, like, a special screening slot or a spot. I guess that's the other thing, is they have that spotlight section where On the Rocks premiered. So I guess if they're gonna premiere more stuff, it could be in that section instead of the main slate. Um, is just occurring to me now. Uh, anyway, there's the two Ridley Scott films. I don't know that they've had one of his movies as a gala but like those are you know it would be in the same vein as like putting a robert zemeckis movie as one of your galas uh he's you know his more recent movies are a little bit more well liked but like similarly like kind of respectable but also pretty populist uh director uh those two movies of course are the last duel and the house of gucci house of gucci baby yeah um uh, the martian was a special was like a preview yes, screening right. at new york film festival yeah it got that like uh joker type slot uh <laughs> sorry yeah uh yeah, anyone else have anything to say about uh, uh the Dominic and the Campion Festival are safe bets. Um Oh, I mean I think they'll probably be there even if they're not. Uh oh. I think I didn't have the Dominic on my list initially just because he hasn't played the festival, but it seems more likely to me now, maybe. Yeah. Uh he yes. I think even if they're so. not yeah, they could be just in the main slate. Uh, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like if I've gathered anything from these lists is that I think it, it'll be an exciting Venice, is I think. I think a lot of the movies will just end up there. And I think there's some... Like, I think all of those Netflix ones will go there. Oh, yeah. And they're just... Might the be Netflix... Like, well, yeah, and, like, also Netflix has the uh, Paolo Sorrentino film with Tony Servia. I think that'll also be at Venice, though I've heard a lot about Telluride seeming to like that film as well. But, yeah, I think... I think it will be a kind of exciting Venice, though 
if we're gonna move into Advantage, the first thing I have as a note is, like, a list of people that won't be playing Venice. Uh, so obviously, uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth won't be there, uh, because, uh, it's a world premiere at New York Film Festival. But, like, I've also heard, like, Paul Thomas Anderson definitely not going to be there. Guillermo del Toro not gonna, definitely not going to be there. I mentioned that Park Chan-wook is, uh, sounds like waiting for Cannes next year. And then, like, Ruben Ostlin, don't think he's going to be done. Claire Denis, don't think she's going to be done. Uh, so there is, like, some high-profile stuff that seemed like maybe an option that's not... But yeah, like, Netflix is gonna send their big movies, uh, I've heard that they're maybe gonna put Edgar Wright in competition, which I would like to be like, oh, that's a good choice for, uh, like, a populist filmmaker who's also interesting to put in your competition, uh, it's hard for me to actually say that, because unfortunately I don't think he's ever made a good movie that was not co-written by, uh, Simon Pegg. I think he's made a fine movie and a pretty bad movie, and then there's his debut, which no one seems to really like, but I don't know. It, if it's good, that would be, like, a cool thing to do, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyone else have thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that movie, like, yeah, I don't know if, if they have big plans for that, because, like, it's got a nice fall premiere, like, release date and everything. Though a little early in terms of, like, awards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, anyway, it will be at Venice due to the TIFF premiere status, whether it's in competition or not. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this with some friends earlier. It seems like it is well-positioned to, if nothing else, get that kind of, like, uh populist, youngish, well-liked, uh, filmmaker, uh, original screenplay slot, like, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson or whoever else, uh, I mean, yeah, they're young I mean, I guess... they're younger than Martin Scorsese or whoever. Yeah, and also I think it's meant more, like, young in terms of the people who enjoy it more than... I mean, that's more true, yes. Uh, yeah. Another movie that I've heard generally, like, good buzz on, though I don't know if it'll end up in competition at Venice or not, is, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, who was just on the Venice jury, uh... The can jury. The jury. Sorry, I'm, you know, we're all tired. Yeah, you're talking about uh, it. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was just on the can jury. She has, uh, directed a film... Uh, which is based on Elena on an Elena Ferrante novel, which positions it fairly well as like, oh, it's like an Italy thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With uh, Olivia Coleman, I think is the lead of that film. It's also got like uh, Dakota Johnson and uh, Jesse Buckley. Ed Harris is in it. Am I remembering right that she directed at least an episode of The Deuce? That seems right, probably. Yes. I believe that. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, uh, but the I buzz think is maybe that... at least one a season. Maybe, yeah, but the buzz is that like that is pretty good. Uh, I heard 
someone say that it has been picked up by a major streamer, which I would imagine not Netflix, because they seem pretty full, but, like, maybe Amazon or Apple, uh, seem mm. like they'd be good homes for it. Maybe an uh, HBO Max thing, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, though yeah. they have, have they given a movie a qualifying release yet? Um, I guess I don't know. Little I'm, things or got... no, they did give. They gave no sudden move that L.A. thing. Uh, yeah. What am I saying? It appears uh, that yeah. um, she did not direct any episodes of The Deuce. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess she she was like <laughs> like a very hands on producer. I remember from yeah. like the press run of sure. the show where she was just like mm-hmm. had a lot of input. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Other stuff. Uh, Michelle Franco's back. I've heard he will definitely be in competition. Everyone always loves that. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there's, like, a bunch of French stuff that, like, might box out someone a little, uh, more arty, like Alain Girardie. Like, there's, uh, a Giannoli film, a Brise film. I don't... I've never said this director's name, but he's been in both Venice and Cannes competition. And all of these directors, all of those first three directors, Jane Brise and I guess Guédijan, uh, has they've all been in both Cannes and Venice competition plenty of times. Uh, and then there's a newer filmmaker, uh, Audrey Dewan, who has done more screenwriting. Like she wrote that. The World War Two movie with uh, Jason Clark and Rosamund Pike. Uh, oh, um, a private yeah. war. No, it's called like it's not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, those are some options, uh, and then like another like. Uh, buzzy uh, English language film that it sounds like might be there uh, is the Annalili Amirpour. That's maybe even like a weirder cast than her last Venice competition movie, The Bad Batch. It's like, let me get the. It, it, it's like Kate Hudson, Craig Robinson. And the female lead from Burning, and like Ooh. one other person. Uh, so it's like an interesting cast, but yeah. like, uh, oh, Ed Scrine, I think, is the lead, uh, okay. who is fine. Uh, yeah, uh, it was we'll the see. man with the uh, eye that's the called. The Man with the... Yeah, and uh, this new Anna Lilian Report film is called uh, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon. Uh, yeah, finishing up... Uh, uh, yeah, anyone else have any... Oh, I didn't say at the beginning, even though it's written down here, that the Pedro Almodovar film is opening oh, right. the festival. That was yes. announced. <laughs> uh, very exciting. Very exciting. We did... Oh, and that's another thing. So we didn't know that uh, this movie would be done because uh, it shot, like, earlier this year. Uh, 
and like usually he plays can but he has played vanished in the past uh, so it's cool to see it pop up so quickly and in fact that's a thing i forgot to add is like that's another thing that uh will probably play can and in fact would make sense for one of those uh gala slots as well yeah new york uh yeah uh, so yeah, that's cool, uh, it's called Madres Tareles, Parallel Mothers, uh, Penelope Cruz is one of the leads, uh, and then the other thing is that, uh, another movie that I'm gonna say, and then most people would go, like, didn't that, like, just shoot, but it shot, like, a month earlier than the Almodovar is the... Darren Aronofsky film uh, with Brendan Fraser based okay. on the play that everyone hates. Uh, yes. I just read that play. Oh. How is it? What did you think? Uh, I have mixed feelings, but I think it's pretty Sure. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that shot and a month earlier than the Almodovar film, and like he has a great relationship with Venice. He yeah. has had a ton of movies there, so... That seems like a possibility. Uh, any other thoughts on Venice? Just to circle back one more time to the Maggie Gyllenhaal thing, the reason that I was so confident in thinking that she had directed is because her character arc on the show was that her character becomes a director. Sure. Glad, glad. And of course, the other thing... Great. Uh, the other thing that, uh, I'm remembering now is that they announced their, uh, their jury... Uh, and if we'd like to circle back to Maggie Gyllenhaal one more time, she, of course, was on the can jury judging a film <laughs> that Virginia Efira is a star of Benedetta. Virginia Efira is on the Venice jury. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, Severia Costanzo, who's an Italian director and screenwriter uh the other like big name is they have the last two best picture back director winners because uh chloe zhao is also on the jury uh i mean like she seems like someone who unless she like totally goes into marvel world which doesn't seem like what she wants to do could be like the president of a festival jury and not that long uh and then yeah uh, Cynthia Erivo is, like, a cool yes. pick. Uh, Sarah Gadon, also a cool pick. I, she, I think, like, someone said, like, she, like, went to film school, uh, in Toronto. Uh, so I get, she's, and she, I feel like she's, like, thought, been involved in maybe directing at some point. And then, Discredits uh, her as a producer, also, as well, as well as an actress, so maybe she produced some stuff. Yeah, Maybe. And then uh, the Romanian director, Alexander Nanau, who did the documentary Collective last year, which okay. was, was it nominated for an Oscar? It was nominated for both uh, Best for uh, International Film and Best Documentary. There you go. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I think that's finally it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess, uh, looking at the, uh, um, 
Wikipedia page still, they have officially announced that uh, Power of the Dog and Spencer will be in competition as well. Not that either of those are surprising, but much like the, like, Wes Anderson, yeah, we're gonna show his movie, uh, weird to just, like, announce those things before. Uh, and that lineup is gonna be announced on Monday, so we'll have the full lineup next week. Uh, yeah, uh, something we were talking about a little, uh, is that earlier today, uh, Jordan Peele tweeted the poster for his new film, Nope, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Yeun, and, uh, was it Emilio that asked the question of, like, might- so it's coming out in July, uh, of, like, might it- be it can, uh, which would be interesting. I mean, his previous two movies were at Sundance and South by Southwest, uh, but that was, I think, maybe less time before, I guess Get Out was, like, a similar time frame of, like, play a festival and come out, like, two months later, maybe more like a month and a half. Uh, February, yeah. Oh, did it come out February? So, like, a month. Yeah, they're both, like, a month or a couple weeks as opposed to potentially a couple months, but that would be cool. Uh, Yes. I mean, mean, it would be cool, but also, when is Tribeca? I I should know this. Tribeca's earlier. Tribeca's April. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, like, like, the festival that happens in July is... Karlavivari, which wouldn't make much sense. Uh, It could, like, if it's coming out a little bit later in Europe, it could be, like, on the Piazza Grande at Locarno is, like, an option. Uh, They are already pushing uh, filmed on IMAX cameras for Nope. Like, that's on the poster. Right, yes. I wonder if it is, like, a little more... (laughs) Effectsy uh, than his his previous movies, like just sure or life. I, I mean, it's directory. also coming out in the middle is it, of summer instead of coming right. out early in the yeah. year. Yeah, is it is it? Do we know if it's still Geolacus? Ooh, I think it is. I would be surprised. I mean, I would assume so. Yeah, it would be surprised. Or it's. I was just on Mike Geolacus's IMDb page. And it wasn't there, but yeah, so we might just not know yet, is the answer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, would imagine it's him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think we're ready to get into our, uh, wrap-up of Can. Uh, so there were basically three major premieres after we last talked, uh, uh, the Justin Kurtzel film, Nitrum, which Cullen predicted would win the Palme d'Or, uh, and got a very mixed reception, uh, yeah, just, yeah, uh, a lot of the people that liked it are people whose opinions I don't respect, uh, and who I don't really respect as people, uh, but we'll see, uh, and then the other competition, but, like, a lot, also a lot of people had left the festival by that point, uh, 
and perhaps even more people had left the festival by the time the Joaquim LaFosse film played, because I truly did not hear a single thing about that film. Uh, it sounds like it's fine. Uh, but then another one that played, uh, the festival, uh, late is, uh, the Gaspar Noé film, which, like, people really, really like. Like, uh, Jonathan Romney on the Film Comment podcast was saying, like, oh, this is the first movie since, like, uh, his debut film that feels like Gaspar Noé making, like, a serious movie for real people, uh, which is interesting. It's like, uh, 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 like a dementia drama with, uh, Dario Argento is playing the husband of the character with dementia. I don't remember the actress's name who I've heard is really good. I know she was in The Mother and the Whore, the Jean Eustache film. Uh, but it, yeah, like, it sounds really interesting and, uh, like, the... I mean, I'll... If I say the formal thing, it's gonna sound really obnoxious, but the, the formal thing is that, uh the vast majority of the film is, like, split-screen, so, like, sometimes they're in the same place and it matches up, but then they'll, like, wander off to different places and it'll just have one side of the screen on one of them and one on the other. Uh, but apparently it, like, really works. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited always, for like, that. That's another thing. Right, that's another thing that I missed, like, that could do, especially if, like, it is him taking some kind of step forward, like, that can be at New York Film Festival, even though I don't believe they programmed Climax. And then, uh, before we get to the awards, I thought a fun little discussion might be, uh, like, it feels like Spike Lee was a really good, uh, president of the jury like they the impression that I get is that they disagreed as much or more I mean I think they specifically explicitly said this like they disagreed as much or more than most juries but they seem to come out of it liking each other much more than most juries uh well, yeah which we is cool talk like about it sounds like the flow everyone, I think we can talk about this when we get to the actual awards. I mean, do you want to talk about... I mean, everyone knows the flub. Everyone knows the awards. <laughs> sure. But the awards have a game with them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said... You know, they asked him what's the first film he thought... Or what's the first prize? He right. heard French, it as yeah. top. <laughs> no, I think they said in English, but they had been talking in... Like, they had been talking in French and then all of a sudden said, Oh, what is the first prize? Uh, and he heard it as the top prize and said, Well, the Palme d'Or goes to... to and yeah. then, uh, you know, Melanie Arant, like, tried to tackle him... Uh, <laughs> It, it sounds like not everyone in the room 100% was clear that he was saying Titan had won the Palme d'Or, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But then he, that's what yeah. happened. 
Wait, so he said Oh, he, it, like, did then... it again. Well, he almost did it, like, twice. So he was supposed to introduce uh, uh, someone to Sharon announce... Sharon Stone. Well, no, yeah, later. Yes. But at first he was supposed to just announce someone to Same come out. category they were doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. To come the out first to talk thing, about... The first time it was... No, the first time it was that he was supposed to say, what is the first award you will be giving out? Which was supposed to be uh, the jury prize. Or actor, yes. Actor, yeah. That's right. Uh, and yes. then, uh, and then yeah, the second it. time... And he said, like, yeah, the palm is going to go to... It seemed like he was maybe just going to read the whole list. Like, it seemed like he was going to go to... Because he know. said it, like, it, it wasn't like he was like, and the palm door goes to... He was just like, the palm goes to Tatan. <laughs> like, he just, like, said it. <laughs> Did yeah. they not do, like, yes. a rehearsal? Did they not have, like, a run of show? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't think they nope. care, really. Like, they just, like... <laughs> right. It, it's the... Yeah, the... Op, the like, the... The, the, the producedness of the can awards i think is like really funny because like it's like there's like a formal tradition to it i guess right where it's like well you have to do this and then like yeah i mean like you know you can see the video of in 1991 them being like the palm door goes too wild at heart and then david lynch is walking up to the stage as everyone boos him uh Um, but yeah the aesthetic also just of like Two big long couches with yeah. all yes, that's sitting on it. It looks like a comedy stage. central yes. roast. <laughs> it's just really yeah. funny. It's really mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. But then, yeah, the second time where he almost did it was like they were like, "Okay, go ahead, Spike," and he like started like talking and like did like started apologizing and then he was like and the palm door goes to and they're like no 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 you're supposed to introduce sharon stone to announce the palm and then when they're on the podium it was like i think the idea was that she was gonna do like a speech and then he was gonna announce it but he was like no i think you can announce it and she was like are you sure it was very clear that the jury had not been prepped how to present the many ties they decided to give. Right, yes, Like, there was a that's lot of variation true. in terms of, like, did they announce them at the same time? Did they announce one? Yeah. And then another one? Like, it was very, like, the jury had not been to rehearsal at all, very clearly. It was, yes. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like... Uh, but even, anyway... It's like the... It's not even, they, it seemed like they didn't even have, like, a piece of paper that said that what they were gonna do. No, no, yeah. It was just like, yeah, show up, it'll be fine. Uh, But yeah, my point was, other than that, and like the filmmakers who won the Palme d'Or, he apologized to them and they seemed, he said they were totally fine with it. Other than that, seems like he was a great jury president. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. My thought was, who might be some other fun people to be jury president? So... We're all going to pitch someone who might be a good jury president. Uh, Andy, would you like to start? You know what? I'd be happy to start. Um, as prep for this, you know, Jesse sent us, like, the Wikipedia page that was, like, the list of can former presidents. And I didn't have that much time to look at it today, but I did briefly scan it, and the name that jumped out to me was Tennessee Williams, the, uh, the, the great um, American playwright. 
And it's yes. like, it'd be fun if they got someone who's primarily known as a playwright again. Right, and, be, like, um, uh, before you go, I think that yeah. this used to be more common, that they'd have someone right. who was not of the film. They'd have, like, film. journalists and, well, they, like, yeah. yeah. And, like, uh, novelists. And, like, they had right. uh, Milan Farmer, who's more known as a musician, but I think has also acted or been involved in film. Uh, right. And yeah, that seems like it would be a cool thing to bring back, even if it was yeah. just like, you know, throw, uh, uh I can't, th- uh, throw, uh, Colson Whitehead on the jury. Uh, sure. yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yes. yeah, Andy, so, who are you so thinking? My, my thought is someone who has done film work, um, is mm-hmm. probably not primarily known for film work, but has done like a lot of different kinds of film work is, uh, Tracy Letts. Uh, sure. We, know, we do know that he like he loves old movies. Mm-hmm. Harry Coon's always tweeting about what movies they're watching every mm-hmm. night. Um, and yeah, he's like, I think he's got like an interesting taste, and like probably would run a pretty <laughs> no nonsense jury, and like mm-hmm. has like those those especially like those earlier movies based on his play like have like interesting cult reputations and yeah. Um, and uh, Bug was in director's Fortnite, I think. Sure. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, I think he'd be like the a, a good energy to have on yeah. on, a, on a on a can jury as the president. Yeah, I mean he's someone who could just be on the jury, and that'd be great too. Sure. Uh, but yeah, great, fun choice. Uh, <laughs> I guess the idea of this maybe at some point was we were all going to say yes or no. I'll oh. say yes on this. Yeah, I'll say oh. yeah. Also, <laughs> actually, no, I'll say no. I don't buy that happening. Sorry. Fuck you. Like that. Wait, is it yes or no that we think it could happen, or like that we would like oh, to see it? Oh. Uh, I'd like to see it. I'm saying it yes. Happen. It's a fun idea. I guess that I also agree. I'll give it a smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Completely arbitrary rating system for all of us. I'll give it a five. Sure. Out of what? Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Emilio? Seems fine. I uh, <laughs> I have the, I have sort of no opinion on Tracy Letts as like a person. Sure. I enjoy some of his work. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Doritos. I, I guess I haven't read any of his plays. We were all gonna, except for Cullen, see the minutes last March, but uh, it was March. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. What happened? I like. I don't know. Uh, I have August Osage County in my room. I should read yeah, that. Good play. Recommended. Yeah. Uh, who wants to guess? go next? Sure. Yeah. Is it a You're guess? Guessing? Or a guess? No, no, no. no sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, my idea is... I mean, I, did, I do actually have guesses. I wrote a list of, like, three people where I was like, this is too obvious. This wouldn't be fun, but it'll well, happen. I'll say that at is, the end. Yeah. Uh, mine Maybe. is... Hirokazu Koreeda. Oh, sure. I mean, he would won, be, yeah. uh, you know, Palm in 2018. Yeah. Um, they, he's, he's been at Cannes a lot. Um, yeah. Someone that they could bring back, I think would be cool energy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'll thumbs up that one too. I mean, that seems like a thing that could Even happen. Even the, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't, he's not someone I'm a huge fan of, but like, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Well respected. Yeah, I'll yeah. give that one a bronzed starfish. Okay, cool. Uh huh. Thank you. All right. 
You said you're giving it a chocolate starfish? <laughs> you're doing the, the Limp Biscuit rating system, right? On Letterboxd. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Amelia, what do you think of Corrado? I I enjoy the movies of his I've watched. I don't. I again, this is a situation where I have no idea what his personality was, it is, or like what right. his taste is. So I have no idea how he'd be on the yeah. jury. He might be good. Yeah. He seems like a chill right. guy. Should I do mine? Because mm-hmm. Jesse clearly yeah. has. The yeah. House. Go ahead. Okay. So you mentioned musicians, and I truly uh, had no idea. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go with. Sort of a free association pit. On the album <laughs> released this year, the line, let's go to Cannes and watch a couple of indie movies that you never heard of, which is a line from Tyler, the Creator's new album. So I'm going to say Tyler, the Creator, should be <laughs> the president <laughs> of the 2022 Cannes jury. I don't see right. it happening. Uh, I think he could be all the jury. Yeah. Be fun. I'll give yeah, it. Uh, I agree. You know, there, I'll give it, who's I'll like give it a, a musician thumbs up. who could do it? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like a musician who's not like a musician actor who maybe like has some involvement of movies. Uh, Father John. I mean, like the weekend is very famous, but like sure. Or I mean, like yeah, like the. Like uh, the the weekend is for sure like a classic like fifth guy in a can jury. Yeah, that'd be uh-huh. so funny. I mean, like, like, yeah, because like when you just think of like the very famous musicians, like you know old timers, it's like you're not gonna make Paul McCartney the head of the can jury. That'd be a bu- uh, such a bad idea. <laughs> Was, that would be the yeah, worst Paul winner. He'd I think. be like, and the palm door goes yeah. to this movie I didn't personally understand, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd yeah. have like I a mean, tiny harmonica, like uh, like, uh, like, uh, like Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, like those guys. Maybe, like but they're Again, also more like I just mean, throw I, them if, on if, a jig. Yeah, it's basically like yeah, they're all every musician is that sort of like I. I guess this is also yeah. like a borderline, but like Donald Glover is another classic fourth guy on sure. the jury. It's just like, yes. very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm just going to stick with Tyler the Creator. Yeah. My other troll pick I was going to throw out before I thought of Tyler the Creator was going to be Xavier Dolan. But, uh, <laughs> That'd be very good. <laughs> I mean, as a sure. president? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just complete right. opposite uh, vibes of, of Spike Lee. Just like, yeah. yeah. All right. Not a democracy. Uh, this is a dictatorship. Well, um, yeah. I mean, my. Uh, as as opposed to uh, complete opposite vibes of Spike Lee, I did not think of this person because of their association with Spike Lee necessarily, but, so like I had a list that was like a few directors and a few actors, and so since we've done a director already, I'll do an actor, uh, and I was thinking like, who is like, they definitely more directors are presidents than actors, so I was yeah. like, right. Who is, like, uh, famous enough an actor? I mean, it's, you know, there's, like, French actors. Like, I have Juliette Binoche on my, like, too obvious list. Like, sure, she'll just do it at some point in the next ten years. Uh, I do have but I was a, like, a genuine guess that I might throw out later. Sure. I mean, again, I have two more people on my just, like, this just makes sense list. Uh... Uh, but yeah, 
so I was like, oh, uh, like, one of the most famous actors in the world, uh, and has won Best Actor from Cannes, and then I was like, oh, this is just very kind of lateral from Spike Lee, but, uh, Samuel L. Jackson would be great, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. he'd be, I mean, yeah. he'd be very no-nonsense, uh, yeah. right, he's, like, also, like, he's getting, like, one of the honorary Oscars this year, I think, that's uh, true, and mm-hmm. like is is maybe entering like hey we love you samuel l jackson mode in yeah terms of like everyone giving him honors for things right so. he's getting the we're worried that he won't have a good enough role in the last quentin tarantino film for us to give him a real oscar uh honorary oscar yeah but like i would, uh, I, yeah. would I would bet on him getting a candy center honors at some point in the next five years sure the golden gonna, globe thing yeah well, yeah. who knows? Well, who knows about the Golden Globe? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Dead. Yeah, no one else is winning that. Uh, or like they'll be like, we would love to give it to Samuel L. Jackson, but he said no. <laughs> yes, Samuel L. Jackson runs away from the Hollywood Foreign Press trying to give him a Cecil B. DeMille award. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sounds. So cool. I don't know. He, I'll he, just... he sounds like he's probably like the right confluence of like right. fun and could happen. Though well, he's also though like he might... famously like doesn't like pretentious movies. Like so, he would probably. That's true. He might. Journey. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, other like uh, I'll just like very quickly read some stuff off my list other the other actors i had were like uh brad pitt seems like an obvious like sure that could happen dicaprio was gonna be my like legit guess yeah that was why i think brad pitt just has slightly more of an association with the festival but yeah like one of them uh like tilda swinton was on the quentin tarantino jury and was supposed to be like one of the people uh, pushing really hard for Fahrenheit 9-11, so maybe also not, uh, you want her to be the jury president, but, like, she's someone who'd make a lot of sense, and then the directors who I listed, uh, a couple from this festival, uh, Leos Carox and Apicha Tong Derecethicul, uh... Yeah, my guess would be someone not American. I guess. Which yeah. Is, I, I think those sure. Are the two for next, yeah, specifically for next year. Yeah. Yes, I'd guess probably someone not American. Those are like the two barriers to like for Samuel L. Is just like too close to Spike, and he's American, yeah. and they probably don't want to go American yeah. back to back. Yeah. Uh. Like, yeah. Maybe <clears throat> this is Benoche's year. Uh. Yeah. I had uh, Sofia Coppola. Yeah. Is like she's at the festival all the time. Uh, two, like, more off-the-beaten-path choices I had in terms of directors. Uh, I feel like Steve McQueen would be cool to do it, especially given that, like, Lover's Rock was the most well-received of the, like, uh, list of movies that they put out last year, and they showed it, like, on the beach, and everyone loved it, uh, and he's won a Best Picture. And then also I was like, Richard Linklater might be interesting. Oh, that'd be funny. Even though it feels, yeah, it feels like he's, like, 
fallen into maybe a weird area in his career, but, like, if he has a little bit of a comeback, like, that'd be cool, and he's had movies played can. He's someone who, like, watches Benoche, a lot of movies also. Yeah, yeah. Other than Benoche, my too obvious list is, uh, it feels like maybe Venice kind of scooped them on getting Bong Joon-ho, yeah. uh, but, like, probably in the next five years wouldn't be weird for them to have I didn't him. look I at thinking... the, the, the list of the entire thing, but did they ever repeat presidents? Do they not like to do that? No. They don't? Okay. They will, not like, have some... Yeah. They... Yeah. Uh, they will, like, sometimes, even before president being the president, if it's, like very far apart people will be on a jury twice but yeah it's usually like you get to be on the jury once and then you get to be president once maybe yeah the, uh, this wikipedia article says one since 1960 only jean moreau in 1975 and 1995 was the president twice sure unless non-professional film personality is william styron in 883 sure so it's been a while for, for that what about tony long sure yeah. Guess. That'd be good. And then I also yeah, have, I asked like, the question even... for Wong Kar Wai, and then I was like, yeah, yeah. wait, wait we just go for Tony Lung. He probably has good things. What about Michael yeah. Mann? Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. That'd be good. They went through, like, a period in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s where I feel like they hit, like, a lot of the obvious American directors. Like, yeah. they had Scorsese and Coppola and David Lynch. and Was Clint? Clint was the president? Uh, yeah, Clint. Yeah, they and so like it feels like that could <laughs> maybe uh, that that feels like maybe they'll go on a run like that with like a slightly younger generation, and that's when you'll get like Paul Thomas Anderson will do it. Like he hasn't yeah. been at Canaton, but like they'll have him do it at some point, probably. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> like, like the Bennett last Miller makes sense, like that. Um, As president. He was there with, like, all three of his movies? Yeah, but, like, no one cares about Bennett Miller. Like, if they announce Bennett Miller's our jury president, everyone will be like, who? <laughs> the, the the croissette would be ablaze with excitement. <laughs> everyone <laughs> would run to, the, to uh, France. The... Yeah. I'd go bell my way to France. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Swim across the ocean just to see uh, Bennett Miller give the, the palm d'or to something. Yeah. Uh, just sure. <laughs> All right, should we move on? I feel like we yeah. maybe exhausted this topic. I think so. Uh, okay. So we've, we're finally going to go through the awards. Yes, and like you uh, maybe came here for Although, yeah. yeah, maybe. Anyone who's, like, getting what one it can from this podcast, yeah. I do have some questions. <laughs> That's like sure. people who record the Super Bowl to watch later. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I, there's literally no way someone listens to this and is hearing the awards for the first time. Unless it's, like, 80s yeah. mob or something. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you like to would you like to introduce the game that's going to come with this, Emilio? Okay, so when I was <laughs> watching the awards show, show, I saw who won Best Actress this year, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
who won Best Actress in 2019? And then I tried for like an hour to just remember because I was stubborn. And then I finally Googled it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I've heard of this person. That's very funny. Sure. So I was like, do any of us remember what won at the last can? Because it was two years uh-huh. ago. Sure. So now I'm going. So I will say, I will have to recuse myself from some of these. Specifically that one because you asked the question and I didn't look it up. But I did keep thinking about it, and like four days after you asked it, all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, that's who it was." Uh, so I do you, you remember that. You could have given one. me a solid one hundred and twenty guesses, and I would not have picked this person out <laughs> because I truly do not know who they are. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know actors, but I feel like I remember like five of these. Okay, we'll so see. I will say I, I don't feel confident about anything except for the pop. So I will say what won the pop, uh, what won the award this year, and then I will ask you what won the award in twenty nineteen. Uh huh. So let's Spike Lee style start with the palm because it's the most obvious. This Great. year went to Titan by Julie. No one guessed it. Mm-hmm. No one guessed it. It's, mm-hmm. It no, seemed a little. Uh, Eric Cohen guessed it. I think. Well, no one uh, guessed it. <laughs> yeah, none of us guessed it. Yeah, uh, seemed a little wild like, a winner, but uh, yeah, the writing was on the wall it. a little bit yeah. when um, the lead actress from Titan was like posting that he was coming back, and everyone's like, "It's gonna win something probably," uh, because they're right. coming back to Cannes, right. um, and then like the yeah. buzz. And I feel so like hot. there were people who, then I feel like there were people who knew who were like, "Ooh, this is like a a." surprising palm winner everyone's yeah, gonna I, be like whoa i think uh, uh, like i think isabel sandoval yeah she was like uh, it's gonna make history <laughs> so everyone was like well which it's it did yeah yeah it's like the first yeah w- directed by a woman since uh the piano which yeah, was a tie right? yeah yeah so and the first single yeah, winner yeah. palm directed by a woman. yes yeah and it was uh-huh. good uh yeah I mean, it was great. really cool yeah I've not yeah. seen the trailer. Uh, we will talk about Raw yeah, a little later, know. mostly me and Andy, because there were some yeah. problems by other mm-hmm. other members of the podcast. But uh, not a fan of that movie. I mean, we'll I talk about it later. It. Yeah. What won the Palm yeah, yeah, we'll d'Or at the 2019 Cannes Film Festival? Ooh, ooh, was it? I know, yeah. I know. Let's go to Andy. Yeah, we'll let Andy answer this one. <laughs> it was uh, Parasite, I believe. It was correct. Yeah. It was correctly. Uh, Have you got that wrong? <laughs> It would be really embarrassing. I would not be allowed to be on the podcast anymore. Parasite by Bong Joon-ho did win the Palme d'Or. It then won the Academy Award for Best Picture and Best Director. It was also a Neon film. Both of these are movies that Neon acquired before the festival. So they are on a sort of hot streak. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Although it feels hard to believe that. Go ahead. Uh, it feels hard to believe that Tatan would play big at the Oscars. Uh, no, it, it for yeah. sure seems rough. Right. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe th- that's like, this is where it starts. They're going to 10 this year. Who knows? But yeah, I would, I would uh, bet well, against it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, weirdly, right before the neon streak was the Magnolia Pictures streak in which they had I think both of these were post-festival acquisitions. They bought both Shoplifters and The Square. Uh, wow. So we'll see who comes next. Uh, yeah. The Grand Prix this year was won a tie between A Hero by Esgar Farhadi and Compartment Number 6 by Juho Kosmanen. One of several ties. And yeah. they did Two say, ties. I believe, in the press conference afterwards that they wanted to give more ties. But that's correct. told them that they were not allowed to, <laughs> which uh, is very funny. 
No, I think I remember what won the pre last year or twenty nineteen. Go ahead, because I was it am uh, not. Go ahead. Uh, was it Atlantics the Maddie Diop movie? Yeah. Once Maddie Diop's okay. Atlantics that did okay. win the Grand Prix, okay. two which years then ago. get bought by Netflix. Yes, was yes. then bought by Netflix like two right. days later. And the, she, of course, was on the jury this she year. She was on the jury this yeah. year. Uh-huh. Almost, yeah. Maybe almost deliberately to piss off Can Netflix. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, oh, the uh, thing that I meant to release. say. Yes, maybe they announced it and then haven't actually announced it. How uh, many of us have seen yeah. Atlantic. I have. Or, I still haven't. I need to. I have been in the theater while the whole movie played and saw a little bit of it. I think yeah. that movie's great. I sort of love that movie, yeah. and I don't talk about it a lot because it's sort of like it's a weird movie. But I really, really yeah. like that movie. Uh, yeah, I want to see it. I think it's pretty good. Actually, I haven't seen the short. Uh, um, it's not a long movie as a feature, but it feels right. like obviously Diop is like a great director and there uh, there's like moments of that that i think about often but it's not a movie that i like was very hot on at the time it's like a cool idea mm-hmm. and has like cool it's like got like weird effects in it and it looks really good but uh yeah right. okay and then, yeah. so yeah. a hero jer- was of course everybody's uh palm pick <laughs> uh when we did our right. i don't even what uh, did mm-hmm. i even switch mine to i don't even remember i don't remember what you switched to um, maybe you switched to Memoria. I might have. That seems like a thing maybe. I would have done. But you sure. know, yeah, yeah. What can one do? Uh, yeah. No, Bergman. I switched. Speaking I switched. I switched to Bergman Island. Actually, now I remember. Right. Yes. Oh, yes. sure. The jury uh, prize went to a tie once again between Nadavlopid's Ahed's knee and a preacher pong we are Memoria. Memoria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another fun cool. moment in the press conference was when someone asked why why they gave a prize to Ahed's knee, and then Spike Lee like misheard them and was like, "I already told right. you why we gave the palm to Chitan and like gave the like his like mm-hmm. one liner about why he wanted to do that again, and to everyone on the jury had to explain to him, "No, they want to know about the Israeli movie." Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, so because of the press conference, I know what it was a tie last year in the jury prize i know one of them because it was referenced in the press conference i I I do not recall the other i'm my guess is we know the same one probably was it what was the other yeah so baccarat baccarat was mentioned in the press conference because someone was like what do they how do they give the 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 physical prize when you award a tie and Clever Mendoza Filio is like, well, I can feel that because Baccarat was a tie right, and yes. uh, they made a second one and they mailed it to me. Right. That's funny. And who kept the <laughs> yes. other one? Uh oh, yeah. boy. An Oscar nominated Wow. See, I thought this might... Oh, oh it's uh, Les Miserables. Yeah. It is Les Miserables. Uh, never Lady seen Lich. it. I have no idea. No. I've seen that. It's, didn't... it's pretty good. Yeah, it didn't sound very good to me, but maybe. Yeah. Those were the two... That was the tie that year. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we're. I think we're going to get into some harder ones to guess now. 
great. Best director this year yeah, was won by Leos Carax for Annette, who seems to not be there. So the Sparks Brothers. Yes. Yeah, yeah they had some. I can't tell if they were being serious or if they did. Well, only one of them talked, but I can't tell if he was being serious, if he was doing a bit where he was like, yeah, Leos had something wrong with his teeth, so he couldn't be here. Right. Uh, it was very strange. Yeah. Uh. But, yeah, excited to watch that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, coming out soon, we'll be, we'll be talking about it. Yep. Now, what won Best Director at the 2019 Cancel? I feel I know the other three. I don't know this one. This is a, this uh, is one of the other ones I think I know. What? Oh, okay, what you, then go ahead. Color. Is it the Darden brothers? Yes, the Darden for... brothers. Oh, young young the young Ahmed. Yeah. Um, really I legitimately do not remember came like coming out. If it was a, thing. I think it was mostly poorly received. Um. Right. I know oh, past yeah. guests of the show, Dan Salit loves it. Um, yes. Uh, he loves the Darden. Yeah. I think he talked about that when he was on, um, that he loves the Darden. Yeah, because so, we were sure. like, ah, the friggin' Dardens. And he was like, yeah. well, I like the Dardens. But yeah. There's only exactly. two more that yeah. I think I remember. I don't remember actress. Um, okay, so. Well, sure. Actress this year was won by Renate Reinsev. I have no idea how to pronounce yeah. her name. She is Nordic, right? Norwegian? Yeah, I think. For yeah, the worst so. person in the world. 2019, this award was won by... If you can get no the... I if know. You, if, if Andy or Colin can get the movie, yeah. I'd be... Yes, I agree. No idea. Yeah, I'm trying to think what even was in competition. competition. Yeah. A movie you might legitimately not remember is a thing. I have no yep. idea if it came out mm-hmm. in America. It did. It's it not, it's came not out one of the... that year, weirdly. Like, it came out in December 2019. Uh, from, like, a, it might have been Magnolia again. Like, some small distributor. Sure. Have I ever seen any of this director's movies? I don't no. think so. This was a... Yeah. Here, this was an English-language debut from a non-English-language-speaking director. And, uh, or she might speak English, but she is not from a English language speaking country. She's from Austria. Country. I truly don't. I could, I could give like <laughs> nineteen details. I, you might still not re- know what this movie is. See, this is when you say she's from Austria. This is the point at which I would go. Well, there's two directors from Austria, and Michael Haneke is not a she. So, <laughs> who's the other one? No idea. Not at all. No clue. The, give me the name. It's, the, Jessica Hausner. She's the director. Can any director? She's the director. Yeah. What does <laughs> anyone a, know? What the movie's not a, called? Not a great thing that you didn't know if that was the actress or the director. The, no, the no, movie. I mean no. Yeah. Okay. I, I, actually, I'm gonna give this river. I'm gonna tell you the actress's name, and then still you will try to guess what the movie is. <laughs> the actress's <laughs> name is uh, Emily Beecham. Uh huh. That name. Does exactly anyone know who familiar. Emily Beecham is? Emily it Beecham. sounds like a familiar okay. name. She was in <laughs> Cruella, Hail Caesar. Sure. Mm-hmm. Some British movie. Fuck, I think I know what the movie is, but I don't know the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it that Ben yeah, Wishaw t- movie? Describe the movie. It is. It is Little yeah, Joe. Ben Wishaw is Emily, in it. Emily, it's called Little, Little Joe. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. People were like, this is like good. And I was like, maybe I'll watch it. But then just never got around to it. Yeah. 
Because, like, no, it was another one that, like, went over, like, a lead balloon at the festival, but, like, did have some buzz. Uh, maybe we should all watch Little Joe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we should. Damn it! What? I was, when, uh, when, what, when Worst Person in the World comes out, we'll watch that and we'll watch Little Joe. How that? Yeah, That's sure. A, that, mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that upcoming episode. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I was like, I was like, she like, uh, Ryan. Fitz. I know that poster because she's got like bright red hair, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. Hey, Wishaw, and it's like, I saw Ryan said win the best actress award. And I'm like, I wonder who won best actress last time. I can't remember, and then I looked at the name. I was like, still can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, like the way this happened was like I was falling asleep and like. Right on the edge of sleep, I was like, "It was Emily Beecham and Little Joe." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I was also like, up in a cold "Oh, sweat. oh, this might be like a good like boon for this actress. This might be like a thing that elevates her." And I was like, "Wait, but who won this right. last time? No, this award doesn't do anything for people." <laughs> I mean, well, she get Corella. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what will more be a boon for her is that it sounds like this is a very accessible film that like will probably get a uh best uh international feature nom and will do well at toronto and other festivals yeah uh not that she won the same award as emily Beechin. all right the next two are easy i feel like yeah these ones i remember for sure okay yeah best actor caleb landry jones for nitrum gave a crazy Uh, speech of course gave yeah the crazy speech where he was just like yeah, just like, uh, I, I can't do this! And then ran away, and then, like, right, Adele Exarpolis. Yeah, Adele Exarpolis tried to get a picture with him. Either are a possibility. Yeah, uh huh. Who knows? Uh-huh. Uh, last Who year, or, sorry, 2019. Yeah. Andy, do you know? I don't. It's, you don't? Uh, We've all fair, seen it. Fairly obvious. We, yeah. I believe this movie. I believe this actor also won the Can I Kick It uh, Best Actor yeah. Award like, twice because he also won when we e- did our Fran jury. Oh sure, and Edith That's right. Yeah, yeah. Banderas. Yeah, it was it was Antonio yeah. Banderas for Pain Glory. <laughs> yeah, an easy slam dunk for them, for us, and for everybody. Yeah, the speaking yeah. of someone who might be a can president one day. I mean, yeah. Oh Paul. sure, yeah. Um, yeah, Nitrum was my guess for Palm. Um, I'll, I'll chalk up a, a small W for him winning actor. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I'm i sure that is a very Caleb Landry Jones performance. Yeah, I'm sure it's like an intense performance in an intense movie. <laughs> that can's like, wow. Yeah. Um, and Best Screenplay was won by Rizuke Hamaguchi and Takamasa Oe. Former Can I Kick It? Yes. Former Can I Kick yeah, right? It? Isn't Isn't that yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse's pal. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It feels like a smaller Art, award than how people were reacting to this. I feel like everyone. Yeah. Was so, like, what I uh, palm or director. Well, so it does, but it also like you know it felt like it might get like the burning like oh it is the yeah. maybe the most well liked movie at the festival and doesn't get anything, or like I think. Uh, Jonathan Romney on the Film Content podcast also was like, oh, well, like, Tony Erdman was, like, the obvious, you give this the palm. Uh, and he was like, yeah, like, you know, Drive My Car feels like the obvious, oh, this is the masterpiece, you give this the palm. But, like, acknowledge that, like, 
Titane is like a cool, like he he compared Titane winning the palm to uh, Pulp Fiction beating uh, Three Colors Red, uh, which was funny. Okay. Uh, Twenty nineteen. Uh, I know this one. I think. Yeah, it's fairly. Yeah, it, I know it, it's, as well. it's maybe like a similarly positioned movie of like might be might have been the most like movie at the festival. Yes, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know this, Andy? I don't. It was also won an award from us at the. Uh, and I, uh, I think in both of those Jerry's, the 2019 and the did, yes. 2015 to 19 can. Uh, it didn't win screenplay at either. No. Uh, I believe it was uh, this director tied with the Softy Brothers for the 2019 jury. Yeah. Um, I guess Andy doesn't remember what uh, our awards were. I have were. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yes, yeah, it is oh, right. Portrait yeah. of a Lady yeah. on Fire. Yes. yes. Yeah. One best screenplay at the 2019 yeah. Cannes Film Festival. Yes. Yep. Everyone hears how terrible my memory is for that sort yep. of thing of like organizing movies by year uh-huh. and whatnot. Sure. Um, All right. Well, uh, I guess we're going to talk about uh, Raw now. The only yeah, other yeah. Julia Ducournau feature well, film. Her first film, weirdly um, called uh, Mange, maybe? Um what? what one of her early the films film? today was put out like you could just watch it on YouTube. Um, Are you sure this isn't a short? Isn't a short? It's like, it, yeah, yeah, it's like twenty one minutes. Long. Is it a short? Okay, then yeah, then it's Junior. Um, yeah, I saw that and then did not have time to watch it. So yeah. I have not watched that. Sure, but I did watch Raw this week. I watched it on TV, yeah. TV of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and I watched Raw. Uh, not that long after it came out and uh, attempted to watch it and uh, was thwarted at every turn this week uh, other than Mostly like the first 15 minutes. Issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would say entirely due to technology sure. issues. I just, yeah, just want to make it clear it wasn't because like you were like the movie was so much worse or whatever this time. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, like my my memory so I'll just talk about it very quickly. So, yeah. like, it it had this same kind of reputation as Titania of, like, oh, this movie's fucking crazy. People are throwing up in the theater. Uh, right. People and say, I like, things that happen in it as, like, this is so shocking. Yeah. And then I my memory is just being, like, I mean, yeah, obviously it's graphic, but it didn't seem exceptionally so to me, uh, which maybe kind of colored my reception to it negatively because I was just like okay whatever you say uh, and so I was just like yeah whatever it's fine uh, and I was maybe a little more impressed with the first 15 minutes this time like I was more it wasn't that I was like super into it or loving it I was just like oh this is like a, a like a intelligent pairing of like coming of age tropes and horror tropes uh which still didn't rise to the level of me being es- uh, especially into it but yeah uh andy and emilio you've seen this much more recently than i have yeah uh andy do you actually want to like give a brief like what it's about 
just real quick sure sure yeah i don't have like character names handy but essentially it's about like a young girl who has grown up a vegetarian and she is being dropped off at like this like elite vet school uh, Mm -hmm. where her older sister has been attending for like a year or two is like ahead of her Um, right and her parents both went there too right i think so right yeah at least one of the parents um and so she gets dropped off and uh you know she's a vegetarian but like eventually there's like a lot of hazing like it's like an Mm -hmm. extremely hazing heavy school apparently yes so one of the hazing things that they do is they make her eat uh it's like a raw rabbit's kidney i think is what it is yeah um yeah and so after this she finds it like awakens something in her and so she becomes sort of like ravenous for uh raw meat essentially and like mostly human flesh as it seems is what she is into after this point uh Uh, she like connects with her sister a, a bit uh and like it has an interesting relationship with her like her sister like Mm -hmm. is like pushing her to to like do to to like embrace the culture of the school and whatnot uh eventually she gets into a fight with her sister accident and like accidentally cuts her fingertip off and like the 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 most graphic scene of the movie for me which i like could not look at was she like eats her sister's finger like to the bone or whatever like and it was like it was very gnarly and i could not look at yeah it. Um, but uh yeah so that's like the basic setup and then she just like gets it escalates from there yeah i don't know what you're taking i do have a question about this movie i don't want to cinema sense it but so her parents were like telling her like don't eat meat don't eat meat but they both went to this school and they were aware of the hazing, because, like, early on, like, uh, her, her, uh, sister takes her into, like, a room where, like, they have pictures of, like, all of the classes being hazed. Mm-hmm. I, why did her parents send them to this school? I don't know. And well, cause... if they were gonna send... I just, I don't know. Because, like, the final reveal of the movie is that, like, their mother is the same way. And like, right. they're, like they're gonna have to like figure out how to like live with this like insatiable hunger for humans. Right, which is presumably why her mother was like, "You can't eat meat," because uh, right. she knew that this was gonna happen. But like, yeah, yeah but, I, mean, I don't know. I also haven't seen it in a bit. I think I saw it like two years ago, maybe, uh, and I liked it a bit more than I think Andy and Emilio do. They'll get into it, obviously. Um, I remember thinking it was like really uh, exciting, and it is just like like Andy was saying, it's really gnarly. I'm pretty squeamish when it comes to this sort of stuff. I remember having to look away at a few points, uh, and I remember liking the ending, the sort of reveal, um, and like feeling like uh, Decorna was like obviously talented. And there was I really I really did like <laughs> the lead performance a lot. Um, and I think yeah, even good. when we did our 2016 can draft. I picked it for something, um, but I did not get a chance to rewatch it um, before this. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I remember liking it a bit. I'd be curious to see what I think of it now, obviously. Um, and I'm very hyped for Tatan, so maybe I'm just in the pocket for yeah. Tatan yeah. Tatan now. So I don't know, Andy. I'm not a thousand percent sure what your like misgivings with the movie, but my misgivings for the movie is that like 
It maybe should have been a short. It's like, I think it's very obvious. It has a metaphor that I think it sort of like almost completely does like halfway through and then it just sort of keeps going and I don't know if that escalation is interesting beyond just like seeing the gore. I just don't, it's like, yeah, it's like a neat idea with nice tricks, but it's it's like very much an like I get it movie by like minute twenty five. I I yeah I basically agree. Like the first half, <laughs> I was like intrigued. I was like this hazing like seems like a little much or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, but I was still like basically on the like like uh, like understanding. Like, okay, this is just what this movie is, and so I'm gonna go along with it. But then yeah, as like it keeps it does feel like it keeps like trying to dig for more and more like shocking moments that like aren't really doing much more like thematically or like like any like like it does sort of feel like it's just, like the second half is just like all right and now like I, th- I thought of like five more things i can do with this premise and so i'm just gonna do them sort of yeah and, and it's like yeah because it's like obviously impression. like the central metaphor is being like oh well kids go to college and they like sort of like start disregarding the rules their parents gave them and become their own people and like sort of like fall into whatever habits and like subcultures and whatever that they fall into but again it's just like one of those things where it's like even before she even eats people i got it and then when she starts eating people i'm just like yeah i guess this is the eating people i guess this is like what it's like sort of getting to and arriving at and it's like i think the lead performance is pretty good i think she does like a pretty good physical performance the rest of the performances i'm sort of like met on yeah i think her like her roommate like i had a real hard time tracking like what they were doing with that character and like that relationship and everything like that character especially like really like i didn't quite figure out what was going on there yeah and it's like obviously she's getting a lot of cronenberg comps because they both like sort of doing body horror stuff and it's like i'm i I mean specifically titani to crash is the big one and it's like I haven't watched a lot of Cronenberg, but I will, what I will say about the Cronenbergs I have watched and what I sort of appreciate about them, even though they're also very gross, is that I think he's also clearly a very creative guy in, like, how he uses the grossness, and I do sort of, like, enjoy the, like, weird prosthetics and weird just, like, holes and everything, and I think he uses those effects <laughs> to, like, create an interesting sense of mystery, and I think he has, like... It's weird to say this about Cronenberg, but I think he has a subtler grasp on what he's doing with, like, his <laughs> effect and, and his, like, grossness. Where I think it's, like, it's, like, all surface in this movie. And it and it's, like, yeah, if this was a 21-minute short film, I would be, like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's, like, a great idea. But, like, stretched out throughout an entire movie. I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if that length really does anything for it. It's, like, I, I think she is a capable filmmaker i think with like a better script that has like more things to do and say and it's like maybe like less tied to a direct central metaphor i might enjoy it a lot so i am excited for Titan, but i that raw didn't really do it a, a lot for me a lot right i mean that's the thing i've heard about Titan is that it like is constantly like going in like a billion different directions and has a gajillion ideas and like so yeah yeah and it's like yeah it's very exciting like yeah it's exciting that like a second movie from a film like a second feature from a filmmaker is like the winner and Mm -hmm. 
um, and that it is like yeah the first woman in, in ever to win solo. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I, you know, it is definitely clear from Raw that like yeah this is someone who like is is being really like thoughtful about like how to how, about what she what kind of movies she wants to yeah make and it's really and it's really is. confidently made i'll say that which is like always a thing yeah. to appreciate mm-hmm. when you're watching like a first film or like and it's yeah. like yeah, yeah there's, there's there's clearly talent and intent and there's like things that she wants to go for and i appreciate that she has like a very defined style and wants to do a very specific thing i just don't know how it really effective it is in this movie it's like weirdly this is but i think it's like the the gross stuff before she starts eating people i sort of found more gross than the stuff when she starts eating people (laughs) it's like there's like a scene where she like eats a bunch of her hair and then pukes a bunch of her hair out and i like yeah that's like that's like the grossest thing in the movie it's just like (laughs) because it's not it's like i mean realistic vomiting will always get you it's just like people very realistically like gagging and like Mm -hmm. putting stuff out and like that's very gross and like that's an interesting that's like an interesting scene the 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 finger scene is like it's like again that's like a perfect example of like it's very good in a microcosm i think she shoots it well i think she paces it well she binds the tension out of like the mystery of what's gonna happen there where how far she's gonna go but yeah, I'm. I'm also like I sort of get it, but I appreciate. It's like I didn't have a terrible time watching it. I'll say that. It's like I just sort of wished it was a little shorter. We love an assured debut. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like. I certainly. Anyone who's like, I really love this movie, I wouldn't be like, what? What do you see in it? Like, that's like, it's yeah. not that kind of movie at all. Yeah. It is just, yeah. It's like it seems like it's like a little. It's not quite my tempo, and it like, and also like, is maybe stretching itself a little thin. Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't be like, if someone told me that they love this film, which has happened, I wouldn't be like, uh, what? I don't get it. That's a piece of shit. But I am like, I don't, I do not understand what makes people react quite so strongly positively to it. Uh, but it's you know great that they do. Uh, it's not a film I resent in any way. Do we say that uh, I think I, it played Cannes 2016 International Critics Week? Um, That's right. It won a Fipresti Prize. Um, mm, that makes and then sense. it played TIFF that year as well. Where I think that's where. <laughs> yeah, the, it was in uh, Midnight Madness. That's where the, like, yeah, Midnight Madness, where the, like, this is. Yeah. The, yeah, that's where people the, were, I like, forget fainting if it was or the, whatever. But that's, like, yeah. Maybe speaks to the sort of, like, tiff crowds that just roll in and aren't ready for something like we were talking sure. about like, well that and also the sort of mania of midnight madness yeah right. they like hype up the audience the, the titular madness right. yeah i mean look mm-hmm. someone get hit with a right. ball and started spitting blood or whatever mm-hmm. people yeah. dressed up as pirates uh-huh all right yeah, uh, everyone does the r okay. <laughs> That's yeah. Take me back. Are we ready to plug? Yeah. I think I'm ready to move on to finish the episode. Yeah, let's do it. Great. You can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It or on Letterboxd at C I K I Pod. You can follow me on either of those platforms at JP Glick Weber. Weber has two B's. I'm gonna plug. 
I'm gonna plug, so, you may remember that, uh, around this time, last year, I started doing, uh, I started plugging the ten greatest albums of all time. Yeah. Uh, and so, the next thing I'm gonna do, which is not gonna start this week, because next week has been recorded already, so there'd be a break. And it may not start the week after, because I don't know if I'll be on that episode. But the next time after next week that I'm on an episode, get hyped, because I'm going to start plugging the ten funniest people right now. Wow. It's not the funniest people alive, because there's, like, old people who probably were one of the funniest people at some point and are still alive but are no longer one of the funniest people. Uh, it's the ten funniest people right now. Fingers uh, crossed. So get hyped for that. Yeah, will I make the list? This is my question. <laughs> Am I... Uh, I'll tell you, I've not... That... Yeah, I have not considered... That's not true. I've vaguely considered putting one person who I personally know on the list. Wow. Uh, I don't think it will happen. Right. We'll see. All right. Wow, real slap to the face to the three of us if it's not one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me tell you, it's not. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Or did you say your personal social media? I don't handle I did. I just... Okay, great. Uh, I'm Andy. Uh, you can find me online. At Wait, Andy. hold on. If what? I hadn't said my personal social media and then it started plugging, it would have been because I didn't feel like saying my personal social media. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for... All right. Apology accepted. Pushing two hours. Right. Let's go. <laughs> so, right. All right. I'm Andy. You can find me online <laughs> at Andy T. Germ on Twitter and Letterboxd, etc., etc., uh, if you like what we're doing with the show and want to help support us, uh, especially as we are eyeing uh, possibly purchasing uh, New York Film Festival ticket packages, who knows? Which uh, we won't have to do because we're going to get accredited because right, yes. our coverage was so good. Exactly. Um, uh, you can support us on Coffee, ko-fi.com slash can I, C-A-N-N-E-S-I. Any money you want to send us, always appreciated. Donate at least Absolutely. five bucks. Every, every five bucks you donate, uh, Amelia will watch and review a film on Letterboxd uh, of, of your choosing, whatever you want to choose. Um, I Personal plug this week, I watched uh, Torch Song Trilogy, uh, which uh, uh, is based on a Harvey Firestein play, like sort of Harvey Firestein's like big breakthrough piece of mm -hmm. writing, uh, film directed by Paul Bogart uh, from the late 80s. And I thought it was so really nice. It was a really nice movie. Uh, fire scene's really good in it. Um, uh, and uh, Bancroft is really good in it as his mother. Um, it's a, a really nice, like, just tight little movie. Like, that, the play, I think, is, like, four hours, and they, like, compressed it down to two for the movie, so it's, like, really, uh. like, packs a punch. Uh, and it's on HBO Max right now, so if you have that, feel free to give yeah. it a watch. I heartily recommend it. Color. Uh, yeah, I'm Clatchley on everything, C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. Apologies for coughing during the episode. Um, and I'm gonna plug M. Night Shyamalan's masterpiece, Lady in the Water, which I watched for the first time a few days ago and was just, like, floored by it. I think it's so good. Uh, such a beautiful movie, like, 
in and out. Uh, so it looks insane. Christopher Doyle, like, doing insane, insane work. And uh, the James Newton Howard score is, like, one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Uh, Emilio. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at I'm Left Alone. You can follow me on Letterboxd at I Left Alone. And this week, I'm going to plug... Let's plug this. This is a, an, a four-year-old YouTube video, but uh, John Boyce, the mastermind behind the history of the Seattle Mariners, uh, recently announced his sequel to History of the Seattle Mariners, The History of the Atlanta Falcons. And I am going to plug one of my favorite videos on YouTube, which is also by him, which is what if Barry Bonds had played without a baseball bat chart party, which is a very <laughs> funny, dumb video about sports, which is sort of what I'm into watching right now. Uh, our theme song is by Tree Related. You can find them at SoundCloud.com slash Tree Related or search Tree Related on Spotify. That is it for me. All right. I got to say, great round of plugs, everyone. I want to watch all three of those things. Uh, And with that, I will go ahead and release our audience. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, no one told me about her, the way she lied. Well, no one told me about her, how many people cried. But it's too late to say you're sorry. How would I know? Why should I care? Please don't bother trying to find her. She's not there. Well, let me tell you about the way she looked, the way she acted, the color of her hair. Her voice was soft.